That's when he said, why do we even need all this mayonnaise anyway? Ugh, good times. Oh gosh. Uh, welcome to Two and a Half Weaves, a slightly more casual anime podcast. With welcome a to sick, the podcast, y'all. Yeah, with a sick, sick, sick man, um, Ben Bowen. Yeah. And what he's referring to is not his sense of morality, but rather the state of his body. Just but, so we're I mean, all clear. Like, yeah, that's not to say his sense of morality isn't sick. Right, no, but yeah. The, the, the actual subject of his comment is about his physical uh, There's state. exactly There's nothing wrong with my morality. Exactly. Uh-huh, sure. That is subjective. Um, uh... I, I, will, I will pick up this book of Maria Hollick and ask you that again. <laughs> <laughs> Bowen, do you own that book? I do own I, that book. All right, please answer that question once more. My morals are just... Do you own the whole series? Yes. Because I'm actually kind of desirous to read it. Honestly, I have the entire series. I have the entire anime series. It's weird as hell, but it's funny. And it gets funnier as it goes along, too, which is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anyways. Did you guys introduce yourselves yet? No, but I'm Dallas Garner. And I'm Clark Duncan. And we're both also co-hosts of this wonderful podcast. So we we have Benjamin the Sick. Dallas, the elevated one, and Duncan, the, we got a good title for you? I don't know. I don't know. The blind? The blind. The blind, yeah. The blind that leads the blind. The blind. Apparently, Garner's the elevated one because he leads us all around where he wants to, but. Well, he's just tall. No, I'm just tall. Oh, he's just tall? No, yeah. Is that, was that just an entire thing about your height? Yes. How did you miss that? I completely, I completely thought it was like on a self righteous level that you were just better than all of yeah, us. I'm just literally <laughs> elevated. I, <laughs> now, I mean, I am also better than you, at least. Duncan is a little bit debatable. But... We could have an, a debate, you know. Uh, I, I'm not gonna argue with that. See, um, I, the thing is, is Ben is at this really weak point in which we can pick on him all we want and he cannot fight back. And so yeah, you might hear us do that all day today. He's never been able to. <laughs> That's right. Even when he's healthy. Oof. But it's especially worse now, because at least I try. Now he kind of just rolls I... over. And... <laughs> <laughs> just roll over like a dead dog. <laughs> no, technically a dead dog wouldn't even roll it's over. true, it would not roll over. Oh. So you're slightly more pathetic, because at least the because dead dog, you can blame the fact that it's dead. At least the dead dog, I would have to put forth the effort to roll over, right? <laughs> you kind of helpful so long a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. I got morbid fast. <laughs> so anyways, uh, speaking uh, well, of morbidity, we're uh, talking about dead dogs for two and a half hours. I'm kidding. No, no, please no. Can we write an outline that would be about dead dogs for two and a half hours? Questions for later. I mean, there's a lot of dead dogs in anime. Is there? I can't yeah. think of any, actually. I can think of the one from Fomo Alchemist. Oh, well, well, everyone thinks... Oh, that's, as soon as you said that, that's what I thought. Well, so, uh, is there any other ones? I don't think... Why are we? Why is this a conversation that we're having right now? I know there's a lot of dead dogs in, in like live action media and in video games. Yeah, but that's kind of outside of our... Uh, Expertise. Our purview here. Our purview, yeah. yeah. Anyway. What we're actually talking about 
is uh, the hate, not hate, fate stick. <laughs> Heaven's Feel uh, movie trilogy adaptation of the uh, visual novel of, of the same name. Yep. And uh, this is just going to be a quick spoiler warning for Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works, and the Heaven's Field Trilogy, because we're just about to go deep into the I think we're also plot. technically spoiling the 2006 uh, Studio Dean Fate Stay Night, but uh, eh. eh. Nobody cares. <laughs> And who knows what other fate we will go into to make references this. or yeah. spoil. I'm sure so. somehow this is a spoiler for some other <laughs> Some thing. other fate somewhere. Possibly. Here's the thing. If you're into fate at all and you haven't watched all that you want to watch and you don't want to get spoiled, then maybe you need to wait and go to watch your, just your to fate. Watch, just to watch yeah. your fate. Um, and then come back. We'll wait. But yeah. We'll be here for you. Yeah, just wait one second. Three, two... All right, and we're back. Okay, uh, I hope you okay. finished your yeah. fate watching. Yeah. That um, must have been a huge journey. Yeah, no, I'm sure That's a couple days. You just got over an emotional roller coaster. A couple times. We're not going to help you get over it. No. But we're going to talk about it. Um, also, uh, we're, we're just going to put a disturbing content warning because we will be discussing sexual violence and assault in this. I mean, not to a great degree. Not to a great detail, it but... Be, it will be mentioned at some point. It will be yes. mentioned. Um, just It is part of the plot. Just if you of have... The movies that it it is part of the plot. And uh, I think they use it to full effect. But... Uh, guys, there's a lot of stuff that happens in these movies. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like the other day I was trying to write this outline I was like what do I keep in and what do I admit so the, the gist of the heavens feel route to just the premise to understand is this is the the final route where a lot of the questions get answered and it's centered on the romantic interest uh, Sakura um, Ilya also plays a prominent route or prominent uh, Role. Role in this route. Due to the fact that when they were originally making the visual novel, there was a fourth uh, Ilya route that they were developing, but it got cut. And they kind of just shoved her story into the Sakura route so mm. she could have story. That's fair. And I'm sad because I want the Ilya route. And they probably didn't the want the... They probably didn't want the brother-sister, you know. Not related by blood. <laughs> There's... And that makes it... And 120% they never, they never better. Together. That's true. So they're not, they're not, but there's still that Onichan kind of, like, you know, relationship that they've, like, developed. I mean, that's, it, like, the same thing as calling, as, like, you know, a girl calling you daddy. Yeah, yeah. also yeah. disturbing, yeah. I, I would never want that to happen, but, you know, it's a thing that people are okay with. <laughs> Couldn't we just call the Ilya route the Ilya Prisma? An anime? I mean, she's not romancing Shiro in that Are one. you sure? Yeah, she's romancing Archer. But she she wants Chiro. But she no, she definitely wants Archer. We haven't gotten to that point I, yet. I know, and we need to get to that point for <laughs> for, re purposes. for research purposes. Yeah. Uh but yeah, this this one just focuses on Sakura Mato and everything that revolves around her and how her life is just crap. This is the darkest <laughs> timeline. But also the one that actually, like, 
you know, answers the problems in the end instead of just putting a band-aid on everything. So that's that's nice. Yeah, the, like I love this ending way better than uh, the ending of Unlimited Blade Works. So is this is this the the first movie? Yeah, this events? is this is the first movie. This was like that. The reason why this part is just so short is because. Not a whole ton happens in the first movie. The, the first movie definitely is trying to set up the fact that there are weird things afoot. Like, this is not normal fate. Yeah, every, things, things are bad, and you should feel bad. It's basically just establishing the differences between this itself and the, and the other routes. Yeah. yeah. So it's showing some of the events that you see on the other routes, but, like, showing how they changed. So, like, if you remember from Unlimited Blade Works, our caster was, like one of the main big bads for, like, most of the show. She dies in, like, the first, I don't know, five, ten minutes No, it, it's like an it's hour like, in, but, like, like, when she dies, it's, you do, it's so quick, you're like, oh, my she's gosh. Just, it's like, oh, so she's not irrelevant at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, usually we'd be just starting to realize, like, the point that the movie gets to, it's like, okay, so here's Caster, she's going to be a problem again, and then, oh, man, now she's not a problem anymore. Oh, She's dead. She's well, very dead. Another assassin that's apparently the real assassin that killed her assassin and, and her. Or also, like, the Berserker fight at the very beginning after they get the whole introduction to what the whole oh, yeah, Rail I mean, War is. is. in every Rail. Yeah, but it's very different than, like, a It does turn out differently. In um, this one, Shiro yeets himself at Berserker. And loses a couple intestines. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, Literally. I, thought he, I thought he did that in the other one, too. No. Unlimited Blade Works, Archer and uh, Saber just fought Hercules, like, tag team in it. Archer from, like, you know... Yeah, but I thought, like, there was one away. point where Shiro ends up throwing himself in front and he has to get carried back. I still thought that still happened. No, he, he just... lost an arm or something. No, that's in the second movie. No, I know he in the second movie, but I thought he launched himself. I'm pretty sure he launched himself in front of, in front of Saber at some point during the limited blade, blade works. I don't think he does. One second. I I know he gets sort of here. wounded. He gets sort of wounded, but like not as bad he as he like, does. You know, yeet himself in front of Hercules. No, I think it was just like backlash from like Archer and. Oh, that might have been it. Archer, just... Archer cut him up. After the after one of the caster fights. Yeah. No, there was one point like when Archer nuclear bombed. Yeah, that's that's probably Shiro what I'm thinking there. of. He yeah, when he nuked Hercules, hoping to kill. Yeah, Shiro that's probably what time. I'm thinking. Yeah, and and then Shiro did come out of that fight wounded, but not yeah. because he was like dumb enough to tank Hercules. Yeah, that was. <laughs> no, do not tank Hercules. Is a life pro tip for mm -hmm. all the lovelies out there. Right. Um, so, going back to Caster, the, the, our yeah. first assassin that we have introduction to also gets just completely dead. He's revealed to be a false assassin, not the one who was supposed, supposed, to, be supposed to have been part of this Holy Grail War. Um, and the real assassin breaks out and kills the both of them. Yeah, he kills Caster, kills uh, Grandpa Otto, kills Lancer... Um, yeah, and so next, you know, this new true assassin uh, and Lancer have a fight. And Lancer, you know, being good at open melee combat and assassins not being good at open melee combat. Lancer's winning. 
for a long while. For a long part of this fight. Till the end. Uh, and looking at this outline here, Bowen doesn't know how to spell Cthulhu. No, I do not. Um, but that's okay. Does anybody know how to spell Cthulhu? Yes. Yeah. Where do you, it, it came from a book. Starts with a C. C. And then a T. And then T H L. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is Lovecraft. Like, it, of course it was spelled out. This is, this <laughs> that's a, it was originated well, in a book. It wasn't an audio book where someone's like, in fact, the only part of the word is just, that's disputed is actually the pronunciation. Yes. Yeah. No one's even sure if that's the intended The intended person, yeah. Which, he wrote in a note that he spelled it that way to, like, make, make it so it, it was ambiguous how to pronounce it, but that's besides the point. Anyways. Lovecraft. Lovecraft, yeah. this is the thing. And, um, and their fight takes them to a lake or bog, a swamp, something like that. Mm-hmm. And this weird red, black, tentacle Cthulhu monster just kind of like shows up and just eats Lancer, basically. Yeah, like... Didn't Lancer die in Zero to an assassin as well? Yeah, Lancer dies to assassin, uh, basically eating his heart out. In Zero? Yeah, in zero. No, no. Lancer no. kills himself in zero. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, no, they. Because, I remember. Because Kiritsugu. Not Kiritsugu. Kiritsugu. No, Kiritsugu in Fate Zero. Yeah. He asked about Fate Zero. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Lancer was El- Lord El Malloy, uh, servant. In yeah. And so Kiritsugu forces him to use his command seal to make Lancer kill himself. I right. do remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, okay. I thought he was asking about Unlimited Blade Works. No, that's why he said zero and not Unlimited Blade Works. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Whereas, I was. I just yeah. Cthulhu monster shows up, eats Lancer, and the next major scene, uh, Grandpa Macho is working with True Assassin, uh, and the Cthulhu monster shows up there, seemingly on no one's side, just eating everyone. Yep. Uh, we learn Kiriko Tamine was Lancer's master, and now he has no Lancer. He's up to something, and nobody knows what he's doing. Um, then it, it kind of fast forward. There's like, a lot of dialogue that happens for the next there, while. Yeah, there's like a lot of dialogue uh, between Shiro and Sakura with them developing the relationship. Um, you find out a couple things, like uh, Saber gets on Sakura's bad side because. Because Sakura is horny for Shiro and doesn't want to compete with anyone. Uh, well, no, it's more Definitely, that Sh- yes. Shiro keeps getting hurt, and since Sakura See, cares that's, deeply that's, about Shiro, yeah, that's, that's what she says. But really, she's like just jealous. There's another woman encroaching on her territory. No, no, my dude. Duncan, what do you have to say about that? Am I right or am I? You're not right. right. You're wrong. Definitely, definitely. You right. just guys just don't like Sakura. I okay. Sakura Actually, I think it's just more fun uh, to. Never mind. Sakura's great. <laughs> it's just, she's totally just jealous of Saber. She's great, but she's not as cool as the rest okay, of the even girls. Even before Shiro got hurt, when, when Saber was moving in, you remember how like upset Sakura was about that? But like trying, mm-hmm. trying to like mm-hmm. not be openly like, no, that's a terrible idea. But being like, yeah, that's. That's. <sighs> And then, I view and that then, scene completely differently. And then, and then uh, Fujine, uh, you know, is talking to Shiro, and, and 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 she's like, she's just you know nervous about Saber being here because she's a girl, and she literally said that. Yeah, she said that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, was upset that it, it's a girl who's close to 
Shiro. Because Shiro is just, first, just, you know, her property, jealousy, and yeah. then, you know, second. Shiro's not her she property. Is, she definitely, she like, definitely like, thinks that. Especially oh. in the second movie. <laughs> you you find her, out real she quick. Her, she marked her territory fast, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> And Anyways. then the third movie, it's only more obvious. I know, right? And then, <sighs> and then anyways, a couple more things happen in movie one. There's just a small brief scene where Rain is disturbed about the bug chamber. Um, the yeah. Hotel. Even Archer's like... That's messed up. That's messed up. It's nasty. <laughs> you actually don't find out what they do with the bug until the second movie. Yeah. Um, last, at the very end of the movie, Saber gets... Gets eaten by the Cthulhu spaghetti monster. Yep, and Ryder, who was supposedly dead to Saber earlier in the film. Saber one-shot at her. Yeah. Um, there was a, it was really funny, because it was like this intense action build-up, you know? Yeah. Ryder's setting up all these chains, moving around fast, and then Saber just goes, slice. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she goes, slam, slice. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. It, it, that was about it. That's and up. then Ryder comes just, back, and she's completely hello? alive. Apparently Ryder's not dead, and saves Shiro's butt. And then the last scene, which was really annoying of a cliffhanger to have, is uh, Saber's kind of just in the void looking at another evil Saber. Yeah, and there's a lot of debate. <laughs> I, we're going to get to Dark Saber in a little bit, but... <sighs> okay. Second movie, uh, nothing happens. Moving on to the No, the third, third movie <laughs> is where everything happens. Everything. Everything. There is so much stuff that happens in Lost Butterfly that is just like, this is kind of important, and, and this is important. The movie answers zero questions, but brings new ones. Yep. Um, Actually, no, it answers a couple things. Yeah, it answers a couple things. So, um, when uh, Shiro doesn't want to quit the Holy Grail War... Because she feel he feels bad about leaving Rin in their like alliance dealership, yeah. just completely out. So he's he's determined to help despite the fact that he's useless. Yep. Um. They find out Sakura got kidnapped by her tool shed of a brother named Shinji. We'll get to Shinji in a little bit, but Shinji was supposed to be writer's he true was, master. He was in, the, in all everything else, like Blade Works. Probably the Studio Dean Fates Day Night, mm -hmm. and even the first movie to be the master of writer. Writer. However, we learn quickly that he doesn't actually have any Magical. capacity for magic. Yeah, he his magic circuits don't work. Um, and that Sakura is writer's true master, and he's only been controlling her, controlling writer through proxy, through some magic. Yeah, proxy commands the whole. Don't we learn that? Like, at least that Sakura is actually the true master in Blade Works, though? No. Or, I you never find out about that. It's not brought up at all, actually. Yeah. It's... Saber gets, or sorry, Sakura gets knocked out at school with the. And that's uh, the last. Altercation there, and that's the last. last we see, see of her. Sir. Yeah. Um, you don't even see her in the epilogue. Yeah, you do see her in the epilogue. Well, yeah, the last. Uh, yeah, you see her in the epilogue for like five seconds. Yeah. Helping Shinji, no, which I have this is so the, many problems with that Duncan, scene. This is one of the big reveals of Heaven's Feel. Oh. Yeah. I. Oh. 
Okay. Well, for some reason, I already I felt like I already knew that well, before I watched the movie. Well, it was a very prevailing theory. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it wasn't actually confirmed until I see. Evans Beale. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then another what what would normally be a big reveal for this route is that Reen and Sakura are sisters. This is the spoiler we mentioned that you would get if you watch Fate Zero first. But that's really the only thing you'd miss out on. I just don't feel like it's that huge of a spoiler. Yeah, and I mean, and it Tomo, makes a and lot it's more better sense. having that knowledge because there's a lot of other scenes that, with that context, make a lot more sense. Yeah, to be honest. Um. Yep, and then everything just blows up when Rin attacks Sakura, and it turns out that Ryder is Medusa. And tries to turn everybody to stone, and then... The same writer made people hard. Anyway, so... Um, everybody gets hurt, and so they rewind back to the Fiyuki church where Kirei Kotomide, um, quote-unquote, operates on Sakura. And then we get a long diatribe about uh, what's actually going on with Sakura's body and why she's been super sick. Yeah, we, we learn from Grandpa Mato. He talks to Shiro, and he, he's like, listen up, home skillet. Sakura's not got much time to live. Uh, she's going to die. I kind of like effed her over royally. Not sad about that, you know, but uh, it's revealed in the Fate Zero... Uh, after the in after the math of that war, when, well, well, uh, we're not was, talking about the grill yet. We're talking about the worms. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of all part of the same reveal. No, it's the same conversation. No, it's not. Well, then you the, talk. <laughs> the that reveal is like later in this film. It's when uh, Grandpa Zokin is talking to Shiro at the the Mato's household uh, and, he's, and he tells them to kill Sakura. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what we were talking about. I was talking about Kire when he mentions to about the crest horns to Shiro at the beginning of the film. Then talk about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sakura has got crest worms, which are these things that feed on her mana by arousing her essentially they uh these worms in order to get mana from sakura sexually assault her um in order to get that mana and they just feed on her and because of this sakura's body is just infested with these worms and therefore she's going to die because of this there's no way to fix this except for winning the holy grail um, Sakura escapes during this conversation as Ren vows to go kill her to put her out, quote unquote, out of her misery. And but um, Shiro and Sakura have a very, very touching moment in the rain, snow thing, um, talking about how she's just the worst person possible because and she's right about that. She's no, no. <laughs> No, she uh, just because of all the quote unquote terrible things that she has done. Um, she did do those terrible things. Uh, Canonical. 
Oops. And then she did more terrible things. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get to what they believe are the terrible things in a little bit. You don't think the things were terrible? <laughs> They're pretty oh, terrible. All right. I mean... Okay. Goes back to that sixth so, sense of morality. So here's earlier. here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about at this point, Sakura has not killed anybody. Not yet. At this point. Not at this point. She is referring to all. Uh, she th- killed Lancer. Oh, true. Uh, she killed. Oh, well, we actually don't actually, know. Actually, Lancer died to true assassin. She ate Lancer though. Yes, she also ate but okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, the thing is, is like at this point, it's all about the reason why she's a terrible person is because of her sexual abuse. A lot of mental trauma. A lot of mental trauma, and she well, blames it all on herself yeah. because she, she can't. I'm kidding. Because oh, apparently, gosh. she can't. Do not say that. I thought. Uh, yeah, it's... So, and what neither she nor uh, even Coach Amina realizes, there's another thing uh, messing with her psyche. Yeah. That I started to talk about earlier, but apparently got the order mixed up. Yeah, um, then we get the fight with Berserker and Saber Alter. Yeah, so, so Dark Saber shows scroll up, up a little after bit. dying. Scroll up? Let me scroll down. Sorry. Yeah, I I'm just thinking. Oh, move with the touch screen again. We're talking. By the way, if like you want to talk about some of the greatest like animation scenes ever, the whole Berserker versus Dark Sakura fight. You mean Dark Saber? Dark Saber fight. The Dark Sakura is not even here. We'll get to that. Um, They're both S words. They're both S A words. Yes, I know. <laughs> with two syllables. No, so, three. we kind of learned that Saber gets corrupted by the Spaghetti Cthulhu monster. We kind of already knew that in the first movie, but now it's confirmed. Um, and Berserker and them have a fight, and it's epic. And then Cthulhu monster comes onto the scene and just screws over Archer and the whole gang. Like, everybody gets caught in this giant blast. Um, Archer almost dies, and Shiro loses his arm. Um, and then uh, Archer, being the great man that he is, cuts off his own arm and attaches it to Shiro. And then dies. And then dies. Um, Which, I'm going to be honest, I think Archer would have been more useful in the rest of the film than Shiro, but, you know, that's fine. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) So, I um, mean, literally, it's true, because, uh, anyway, we'll get get into that in a minute. Yeah, um... The arm that he puts onto him is more useful than the rest of Shiro combined. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, <laughs> um, after Archer and Berserker get cut off, uh, Rin and Elia move in with Emiya, and Sakura gets jealous after finding out that... Got all these women over. <laughs> yeah, after all these women are over, and apparently Rin is trying to make moves on Shiro... And she's like, I ain't having any of that. And the two have sex. Yeah, Mr. Sakura's like, better mark my territory. Mm-hmm. Bang, bang. 
Yep. But Shiro likes Sakura. In this route. In this route. In this route. Like, he... Uh, like in the other but routes, he views her as more of a little so they, sister so than have, anything else. So they have violent, aggressive. That, no, needed. no, not no, needed. they don't. Not needed. Um, <laughs> but she does mark him. Uh, it wasn't violent or aggressive. It was just okay. It was pretty. Planned. So, <laughs> and then we get what they're talking about, where Sakura sleepwalks throughout. Mention this once, actually. <sighs> you were talking about her killing people. Uh, Lancer and Saber is all I mentioned. Yes, but she didn't kill those people. Saber's she not dead. Definitely ate Saber. S- Saber's not dead. It's not Saber, though. It's not Saber. That is Saber. We saw there's two different people, bro. That's but... inside of her. That is the darkness with inside Saber. I can't express that enough. Unless... That is the darkness well, with so inside here's Saber. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If someone has their darkness come out of them, that's and then them. that's not them. That you is were, the, were, well, not necessarily. Not the for for instance, for instance, Bowen, if you had decided early on in life to take a different path and go down like a darker side, right, and let your darker side out, that's not, the that's same not you. you. That's not the same. That's you just that you are that's now. a different person. Does that make sense? So technically, physically, you could say they're the same, but even physically, they're not the same person. You've for, pointed that out several times. Yeah, they're not the, physically. They're not. Also, just to take it further, a part of someone is not a part of a thing is not the thing. This is my arm. This is not me. So then we can say that the thing that ate uh, Saber ate most and of her. Lancer is not part. It's not Sagara, because that's I mean, just a part of you her. See, I've never actually argued against that. I've only tried to tease you, and it works every time. <laughs> it, it just annoys me because you constantly do it. Because it works. And the only thing I can get at with you is Ilya is a lollycon and has daddy issues. Or you're issues. a lollycon. She is not a lollycon. She is not a lollycon. You are a lollycon. I guess technically in Prisma Ilya, she's a lollycon. Oh my gosh. We're not like, talking about Prisma Ilya. I mean, we could. We haven't even finished the first season. Working on it. Slowly we, but surely. We get like Excuse an me. episode every two weeks. I mean, it's not one we can power through. I uh, know it's not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and so it's revealed that the Cthulhu monster and Sakura are related entities. Yeah. So uh, to say they're the same is admittedly a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, and she kills people, and we get one of the most disturbing scenes ever. But it's also one of the best it's so scenes. Cool. It's so good. Oh. Although, if you want to talk about this this route, Sakura, you could say that she and the beast are the same. Because no. in fact, what's his name makes the same makes the point. Yeah. Well, he says point... he says, "Hey, don't be telling me that you're a different personality because you're not. This has been you the entire time." That's what he says. That's but that's also coming from Zoken. Mato. No, it was never it wasn't been... Zoken. It was it was the Priesty Boy. No, it came from Zoken. It came from Priesty Boy too. He sat there when he when, when? She, she crushed his heart. Oh, that's next. That was the next next uh, next movie. But yeah, episode uh, move, movie three. He meets he meets her after he's killed. She's killed him once, I think, or someone's killed him once. Uh, well, no. Or uh, he um... assassin tried to kill him. Oh, that's right. He had no heart to. Crush. Yeah. So after that, he comes down. She's there. 
he talks to her and says, don't try to pretend like this is a different side of your personality. This has been you. And she that, gets mad. I mean, accepting that also requires you to accept Kirei's warped sense of philosophy. Which, but here's the thing. Is yeah, Kirei's we'll warped sense of philosophy is not necessarily 100% wrong. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. But to, to accept that premise, you would also have to accept it as 100% right. Mm. That's very in line with the core everything he's saying. I mean, because he, he's also a man who believes that he could never forgive himself for the bad things he's done. Like he, he is not want a believer in change or growth or becoming better. Right. So, well, I mean, which is completely different from Shiro's point of perspective. Shiro's point of view is the opposite for everyone except himself. Yeah. Yes. Which so here's the thing: is I think I think what we kind of learn is that is something in the middle, because I, yeah. I Sakura's trying to blame everything she's done. Like, yes, she's blamed herself at the beginning, and that, but at this she point, she's trying to blame herself. and all the bad things she's done. It's not completely the Grail, and it's not completely, completely her. Yeah, it's it's both of them. Like, yeah, it's a mix of it, it, her desires and the girls' desire, yeah. the corrupted girls' desires. It is. It is. It is both of them working together. They're as we learn about. Yandere soccer. Everyone's guilty. <laughs> this, this is... Dark, listen, okay. Dark Sakura is a Yandere. Yes. Okay? Yeah, that's, yes. Right. that's what I was talking Regular about. Regular Sakura, not a Yandere. So anyways, back to the scene I was trying to talk about that's really... Cool. Yes, okay. Uh, Sakura goes into this like fever dream uh, where everything's colorful. Have you ever, ever, ever seen uh, the Team Fortress True meet the Pyro animation? It's gonna feel very similar to that, and she's dancing around. There's gumdrops and candy and oh boy. happy stuff, and there's like these stuffed animals that are like closing in on her. And then she like turns one of them into candy and starts eating it, and then the others start to run away. But she turns them all into candy, you know. And it's like this is weird. And then it immediately cuts to reality, and she's like literally munching on a human corpse. She has like a finger she's in her hands, about to eat it. Eating it. Uh, so you, you learn that and she's in an alley, so it looks like presumably what happened is some guys were probably trying to mug her. Or she, or do other things. Uh, yeah, but, but and then she eats them. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like, oh. Oh. Yeah. oh, and she's like singing like nursery rhyme type poetry the whole time. Mm -hmm. It makes, it's, it's interesting that like. Very unsettling. That was the ending scene, right? No. No, still a couple more. Oh, uh, okay. Because uh, then Gilgamesh shows up. Is like, and dude. He's like, he's like, you are possessed by something evil. Like, oh. this is not good. I'm going That's to right. stop this he's, right yeah, here, right like, now. I'm just gonna, you know, put a stop to this. And he starts like, you know, shooting swords at her, and she like eats his leg. And he's like, hmm, more swords. <laughs> and then, and then, like, he starts to see the shadow behind her become very yeah. ominous. And he's like, so that's what it is. And then. Gets eaten, gets eaten by the shadow. And it's like, yeah, and, oh, hot dang. And so then a bunch of people in the city die because yeah, of the shadow. the Cthulhu shadow thing starts eating a lot of people. Yep. Um, and then we, we get... We then have Zoken talking to Shiro. Yep. Who's like, yo, uh, you know how like 10 years ago there was like that Holy Grail war, someone tried to destroy the Grail? Well, you know, there was still a piece or two left, and I, being the responsible man that I am, took that shard and shoved it in Sakura. Because Sakura... 
See so, what would happen, mostly. He, he treats Sakura like an experiment. I mean, she is. Which is... She's she become is. an experiment it's, at this point. That's, that, that is exactly what she is to Zoken. Zoken, yeah. As a tool to experiment with and get to his uh, Hold. immortality, basically. Which is so and, gross. Um... um and so she, and he's like, now, uh, however, the problem is this grail part has uh, gotten too powerful and I can't control it. Now I'm going to need you to kill her for me. And she was like, no, no I don't want to kill her. I, I literally just banged her like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, it's like, he's like, I'm not. He, he tries to go through with it because this would make him a hero of justice he would sacrifice the one to save the many yet, yet another time he he and his ideals come into conflict and he, he just throughout, throughout all of fate's day night and this is the point where he completely disregards his entire idea that becoming a hero of justice is the right thing to do and this is the interesting thing is like even in the other in every other route he like hardly until the very end he stays to his ideals. And even in Elemental like work, he's still mostly towards it. He wants to make his ideals work. Still. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like that's what I'm like. Yeah. He yeah. just holds to his ideals, and even when it's the most painful, like he could make things so much easier if he just dropped those ideals. Yeah. Like he would not. And, and in this route, he just like. I, I think that the difference here is this is the only route where you know his love interest is. You know the bad guy, quote unquote. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Uh, that needs to be killed. And the other ones, you know, like Saber, in the Saber route, uh-huh. is like Sa- Dark yeah. Saber isn't in that route. She's a no. good person the whole time. Yeah. Rin tries to kill Shiro, you know, once well, or twice, but then they yeah. just like fall in love. Mm-hmm. Only in this one does the love interest become a threat to humanity. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and it's. Which it's is a kind conflict of, for him. And I think Sakura becoming the threat for the third movie is the saddest part yeah. of, of all of this. Because it's literally, at to this point, a tragedy for her. Her life has sucked to this point. Hmm. Um, yeah, we get to where she leaves Shiro's household because she believes that she's a threat to Shiro to Rin, she's to not, Ilya, to everybody she's there. She's not technically wrong, though. She's not wrong. <laughs> she she thinks she's a threat, so she goes back to the model household, and yeah. Shinji's there. And this is where the trigger warning comes in. Yeah. Uh, and Shinji attempts to rape Sakura uh, because, you know, he's mad at her because she's, like, able to do magic, and he's not. And through some dialogue, it's revealed he's been doing this fairly regularly <laughs> over the years. Yeah, this it was very disturbing and gross when we found out. Uh, and then uh, Shinji, realizing that the only thing that's really precious to Sakura is Shiro, is like, well, I'm going to tell Shiro about, you know, all, all the times we've done this. And Sakura panics, and then the grail and, you know, her dark desires kind of just come to the surface. A little bit. Uh, and she ends up killing Shinji... And uh, then kind of transforms into what we call Dark Sakura. Yeah, she uh, fuses with the shadow, and the bo- and her body becomes corrupted it's, it's, with it's, the shadow. It's notable that Dark Sakura is fairly yandere, and 
The only Sakura merchandise that Benjamin owns is the dark. Okay, listen, listen, listen. The reason why I have the dark Sakura plushie is because the regular Sakura plushie was fifty bucks, and this one was twenty. So what you're saying is, and I wanted a Sakura plushie. Wait, so you're what you're saying is it's. You, it wasn't worth it to get the normal girl. I didn't you have 50 this, bucks. You, you didn't love soccer enough oh, to get no. the real one. You bought the Yandere. I'm still waiting for when they re-release the one. You, you've seen the you've seen the original poster for the first Heaven's Feel movie, yeah, where it's just Sakura holding the flowers. Yeah. Right. They have a figurine of that, and I want that one so bad. Um, but and that's how that movie ends. Yep. Um, Dead servants. Who Archer got, and uh, other Archer. And uh, Archer and the 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 boy, Gil- the golden boy. My home dog. Gilgi. Gilgi's dead. My home skillet. Oh. Just eaten. Let's re- like going back to that scene. Like the first time we watched that, we were like, "Wait a second, is Gilgi dead?" We had to actually Google it. Yeah, we Googled is it. He, is he? Because it it was still kind of ambiguous, like the way it presented that whole. Yeah. Thing. Like, all we saw was, was his that? last part of his other leg. Yeah, and it's like, did he run away? Is he just, you know, a delicious, nutritious meal? He's a delicious, nutritious, nutritious meal. meal. Yeah. Yeah, um... Then we go into the third movie, which uh, Duncan hated the third movie vehemently. Well, why would you say that? <laughs> Tell me exactly why you hated the movie. I did not hate the third movie in any shape, way, or form. I, I, I think you we just, all... Like, I was trying to set you up for a bit. You could have just run with it and, like... Oh, I hated it because Bowen liked it. Yeah, that's... All right, that works. That, that's definitely, <laughs> definitely how... See, you see... You I... see, anytime Bowen enjoys something, Garner and I try vehemently, yeah, very hard to, to make... To uh, ruin it for him. Point A, Sakura. Point two. Point B, uh... <laughs> Lollies. What? What? What the hell? He's talking about the last show you were watching. So. Oh my gosh. Oh, right, we'll get yeah. to that. Um, <laughs> I've technically not actually sat down and watched it. I've just had it running on in the background. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Every scene that I've seen on the corner of my it's all weird. I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah, every time I look up, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> anyways, now we had to wait a long time for the third movie. Yeah, like... It we, was supposed to come out April of this year, 2020, but then 2020 happened. And it got pushed back. It pushed back to Lord knows when at first. We didn't know. I, kept, I honestly was expecting it to be next year. Like every other week, I just kept looking on Fathom Events. When is the Fate Heavens Feel Part 3 coming out? Because... I mean, this was my most anticipated film of the year, because I'm a filthy degenerate. Also, <sighs> there wasn't that many movies this There's year. There's a... Well, I'm more of a movie buff than you two are, so... I think there was, like, you know, two movies that came out this year. Of Did, note. Give or take. Hey, of guys, note. remember when Sonic the Hedgehog came out this year? Was that this year? That was Isn't this that year. Weird? What month was that? That was in February. That feels like two years ago. Right? It's weird. Technically, we're in 2020. Technically, Bad Boys for Life is the highest grossing movie of 2020. I've never heard of that. 
Yeah. <laughs> also never heard of that. Oh, gosh. There have been no Marvel movies this year. Sonic, really, this year? Yeah. Have there not been any Marvel movies There's this year? There's been zero Marvel movies. They keep pushing Black Widow back. Oh, that's right, because they want to... They want it. To come out they should just have, like, one... <laughs> Just have release one, it. One Marvel movie after another because they've recorded several of them at this like, point. Like, they're all done. But besides Marvel. I think they're waiting anyway. for theaters to be able to have people. Yeah. Good luck with that. I think theaters are going to be shut down for a good minute. Yeah. People are dumb. Well, and, and the long, as long as they've been shut down, I don't think theaters are ever going to come back the way that they were. I think we're going to have more expensive tickets. We're going to have, like. Nah, just give it a year. Just give it some time to heal over. I could talk. I, I have some stuff I don't want to address in the anyway podcast. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Uh, but yeah, we we got the opportunity to drive three hours to go watch this movie. Yeah, there wasn't uh, very many places that were uh, broadcasting it, and we live in a very small. Uh, town, lightly populated area, mm-hmm. and so the nearest place was three hours and we're like you know what it's either what it's either make the trip or wait till it comes out on wait till it comes out on dvd in you know 2077 and, and wait for me to buy it the wait deluxe the, it, the collector's edition it, yeah and, and so we're like road trip so yeah so we we took a road trip to watch this movie and we it was totally worth it hot dang because this movie this movie completes in well, my opinion not Fate. just, not, yeah, not just the Kevin's Field trilogy, but like Fate Stay Night as a whole. Like Fate Stay, Fate Zero. Yeah, Fate, well, that's, that's yeah, like everything, everything. It just makes all. Which I mean, to be fair, is kind of the point. Yeah. Because in the visual novel, it was the final route, and those routes are meant to be done in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does its job. Yeah, it's it's very good. And a lot of a lot of answers are given in this that apply not to just you know this route but all the routes and really just even the the things revealed here explain things in every other Fate franchise as well some basic concepts that just yeah are kind of universally true like number one Sakura is worst girl that's canon in every universe. Even not Heaven's canon. Field. Not canon. <laughs> this is not ca- Sakura is precious and must be protected at all costs from her brother Shinji and her grandpa. Caster is only best girl in Carnival Phantasm. Amen. Irrefutable <laughs> truth. Yep. Z- Kotamine, though, is true best girl. Gilgamesh is true best girl. No, yeah. No, Gilgamesh is best man. Yes. Only true under. Only true degenerates understand why Gilgamesh is best girl. So, you know how a lot of characters <laughs> become female in Prisma Ilia? Is Gilgamesh female in Prisma Ilia? No, Gilgamesh is a dude. Dang it, I kind of wanted Lolly female Gilgamesh. No! What is wrong with you? That's, we don't have time. Okay, <laughs> that is not what is wrong with him. There are plenty of other things you could mark as being oh, wrong with it. I was going to say, we don't got the time this no, episode. No, and we still movie. got one more movie to go through. Frankly, I don't even think a therapy session would be enough to convey with therapists. Well, you're supposed to have a regular therapist at this point, yeah, Dallas. I, no, I don't need I know one. you don't have one, but I you... I don't need one. I'm fine. That's yeah. what someone um, who needs a therapist would say. It's also someone who doesn't need a therapist would say also. Though. <laughs> Maybe. 
Yes. Anyways. Anyway, so we're done questioning my mental stability. Yeah, we we open up with Shiro finding Shinji's corpse. Um and Zokinmado just shows up and just starts he's railing like, on like, Shiro. Wall, it's all you. It's all your fault even though I totally did all the bad stuff. And he Really really a really good uh, anti-responsibility tirade there. Oh, yeah, he he's awful. We'll get to the characters in a little bit when we go through them, but, um, yep, uh, Shiro gets saved by Ryder for the umph time. Yep. Yep. And uh, Sakura comes and is just trying to, like, kill everyone. Yeah. Mostly yep. to get Ilya, because she is a vessel for the Holy Grail. And, and Sakura doesn't want to be a vessel for the Holy Grail. Yeah, she wants to make someone else the vessel so she can use it and, you know presumably destroy the world. Which and I think we should have mentioned earlier that Ilya had a conversation in the second movie with Sakura about her becoming the Grail and that there was nothing going to stop it because she doesn't yeah. feel the presence of the Grail in her anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so. Ilya surrenders to save everybody else. Mostly Shiro. Mostly Shiro because Ren's kind of already on the ground. Ren's almost dead. Ren's almost dead at this point. And Sakura almost killed her. And yeah. so they basically go up and Shiro's like, okay, we can't have let Sakura have Ilya. Yeah. She has the Holy Grail and that's bad. And that's bad. And uh, Kirei Kotomine comes up and he's like, dude, I will help you get her. He's like, listen, we may have, you know, differences of opinions on a lot of things, but I think for now we have pretty similar objectives. So. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's let's get this done. And so they go over to the Einsburn Castle, which somehow is still standing after the second movie. Because <laughs> the fight happens at the castle between Berserker and Darksaber. No, it's in a, it's in a field near the castle. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah it, it happens near the castle. Never mind. It's relatively close, but it's not. The castle wasn't the site of it. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking back to Fate, Stay Night, and Lonely Boy Works. There were like some old Japanese ruins where they were fighting. Yeah, that's right. That don't exist anymore. <laughs> they got <laughs> nuked. <laughs> yeah. Remember, the Holy Grail War has to be a secret. <laughs> anyway, um, they go and... I mean, they were in a pretty, like... There's not a lot around them. They're probably fine. Yeah, they're able to get... Ilya, without a huge bit of difficulty getting her out of the castle, the other problem is now not dying trying to get away from the castle. Because uh, uh, Dark Sakura wants Ilya because she doesn't want to die. So she sends out a Dark Berserker and Assassin, because Zoken is working with Dark Sakura now, and... Kire engages with Assassin, and Shiro engages with a now-corrupted Berserker. And both of those fight scenes are awesome. I really liked the Assassin fight with uh, Kire. It's um, literally like... It's pretty epic. It's yeah. So, it's so hype. Like, they, they fight. You know, Kire is keeping toe-to-toe with, with a servant. servant, which is yeah. crazy. And then... Assassin does his cool ultimate special move that he's done once or twice already where he just like 
rip someone's heart out of them from afar and crushes it, you know. <laughs> and he tries to do that on Kira. Plot twist. Kira's already dead. He doesn't have a heart, son. Yeah, like, spoiler, Fate Zero, but Kira dies. Kira dies in Fate Zero. And then comes back to life. Because the... Because of the Grail. The Grail. Because the Grail is a vindictive a-hole. Basically. Yeah. Um, and so he's alive, but technically dead. Yeah. He's he's similar. He's not too different from a zombie at this point. Same as Gelgi. Uh... No, Gilgamesh was actually given full-on flesh and blood. Oh, was he? He, yeah. was, he was reincarnated. Oh. Yeah. Uh, That's too bad that he died like that, then. We could have had, like, another King Gilgamesh just in modern times ruling over Well, that's us. what he wanted to do. Right, yeah, I know. He wanted... Uh, Frankly, I don't even know if Dark Gilgamesh would be different than regular Gilgamesh. In that, Gilgamesh in that altar, so I don't know. I was going to say, isn't he... He'd probably be more chaotic, maybe? maybe. I don't know. Because Gilgamesh is more of like a... He, he's pretty... Is he, more orderly. He's evil. a lawful evil. He's, de- lawful, evil. he's lawful neutral, I think. I think young, yeah. young Gilgamesh is lawful evil. Yeah. Like the one that Archer is based off of. Yeah. The, version. the older one in like Babylonia... It's more lawful that's neutral. more lawful neutral. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so yeah. And so Kire uh, then, with this opportunity, just yeets uh, Assassin into oblivion. Well, he, he just need... kicks him out, and he grabs Zokin, and he eats <laughs> Zokin out into oblivion. He, he goes up to the roof, where Zokin's just chilling, because, you know, Assassin has this, obviously, right? And then, like, Kira shows up, and Malta's like, what the... <laughs> He's like, what did you do to my sir? And then, and then he dies. you know, Zokin's gonna do this thing where he transforms into bugs, because he can't really hurt him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Kira's like, ha <laughs> ha and he does this cool he like starts quoting scripture and does this cool like holy divine attack yeah, yeah. That just, and he just basically punches Zilkin's soul out of yeah. his body he's like I don't care if your physical form can't be hurt yeet right. yeet and so and this is the first time Zoken. we presume Zilkin was dead yeah the yeah, first, first time, time in this in movie in this movie that we thought he was dead spoilers it's not the last time <laughs> he dies Oh my god! Dies like three times in this movie. Yeah. Like, come on, old man, just kill over. Just die already. Um. So then we get, uh, Berserker versus Shiro, which you know was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. But like, also kind basically of... at this point, Shiro is able to use uh the arm that Archer gave him to do cool unlimited blade works type stuff. Right. And is able to just kind of like yeet. Hercules with his own cool weapon. Yeah, so he, what, he he copies the noble phantasm of the servant, and then he uses that noble phantasm to defeat them. So obviously he's like at full strength. Like with that arm, he uses it full strength, right? Yeah. So the difference between this Shiro and then the other Shiro, like Shiro versus Gilgi in Blade Works. That Shiro was less potent. Yeah. yeah. He was just he's making still... basic stuff. Right, but yeah. he's still... And, I guess and the, the reason why for this is because yeah. he has... Archer's arm. He has a more developed. He has right, a yeah. Full I'm just like because I'm I'm just remember because in this one, spoilers, Shiro every time he uses the arm is killing himself. Yeah, yeah it's not. He, he's using because the body part of that arm is still a servant's body part. Right. It's not a. Human. Well, technically, he's not even fully a servant, right? Because he's guardians and servants guardians. are like mechanically like the, the same. same thing. Oh, okay. The difference is like where they come from essentially. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. But and guardians are always real people. I, 
Yeah, right? yeah, they are always real people. And I, I didn't want to say biologically the same, because they're not technically... Getting to yeah. war here. <laughs> but for lack of a better term, they're biologically the same thing. Yeah, just as strong as, not, the, as the others, yeah. No, they're not biologically They all have, what are they called? Um, they're built the same. Yeah. I'll say that. That's probably a better way to phrase um, it. And so it's, 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 it's yeah, it's, it's not a human arm necessarily, and so it doesn't really jive well with mm-hmm. Shiro. So every time he uses its power, it definitely kills him a little bit every time a lot of it um so and it was cool because like we had this cool uh heart uh warming scene where hercules was conscious for a second you saw his memories his life is sad that's yeah. why he he lost his daughter like you know in greek to mythology. his wife yeah and that's kind of why he's so protective of Ilya because it's kind of like a surrogate daughter a surrogate daughter whereas Ilya viewed him as like a surrogate, surrogate father da- so it's kind of a a mutual codependency. Yeah, kind of very touching. Very touching, and Hercules actually says something, which is cool. Yeah, he you, never you, speaks, ever. Because he's a mindless berserker. Which is weird. Well, because the berserker leaves him. Like, when he dies, the berserker the, the, like, leaves him. Yeah. The crown of madness leaves, leaves him. him. And here's the thing, is that, berserk, like, Hercules can be summoned as a saber, but yeah. they haven't made a saber version of him yet in Fate Go. Yeah, they've mentioned in the lore repeatedly that if he wasn't a berserker, he would be a saber. saber. Um, and he would use. A... Just trying to imagine saber faces plays. With a jack, jack, and then just. Hey, hey, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, uh, and so yeah, and. Anyway, uh, so after that fight, which was pretty fun, we get a dialogue between Kirei and Dark Sakura. Yeah. Where Dark Sakura, as Duncan mentioned, crushes. He also tries to crush Kirei's heart. And yeah. it kind of sort of worked. It, I mean, it like, hurts this actually, him bad. This actually hurt him because, like, whereas Assassin's Noble Phantasm only affected hearts and just yeah. stopped them from beating. Hers was just like, you know, just crushing Crushed. the whole region of that body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, some level of damage she, happened. She's also technically part of the whole... She's technically the Holy Grail right now. So she but has the power to take away Kirei's life yeah. at this point. And so, yeah. It's pretty messed up, but... Um, she absorbs I mean, Berserker's essence into herself, and yeah. she goes a little cuckoo for a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's scroll a bit. Didn't... Didn't we learn here, like, at that point, that it's not just the Holy Grail, it's actually the being that was absorbed into the Holy Grail? We learn a little bit later. We learn a little bit later. Uh, Ilya starts to spiel that. Yeah. Before that, though, we learn about um, the cool the cool sword that apparently Reen always knew was a thing, but never pulled it out in any of the other routes for some well, odd Well, I think the reason why she thought this might work is because Shiro has Archer's arm and Archer can replicate anything. And she so, was hoping he would be able to copy it. Right? Yeah. And so He never did that. No. But they really didn't need it at this point. Um he did he did copy it. They went yeah. through a whole series didn't they go through like yeah, a whole so they, backstate backstory yeah, thing? He saw it so he could get a, he, a, 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 a and then is the one Reen used the copy? Yeah, because she she just gives yeah because she only because she's like hey there's this really cool sword I want you to use this one as the base of it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so we need she didn't you to have, see. Like, she didn't have a functioning one. No. Anymore. Oh yeah. So anyways, they're they're trying to like 
they assume Kira is kind of done at this point, and they're trying to figure out how to deal with Sakura. And Ilya's like, there's a really, there's a, the one of the most powerful, you know, major swords ever, the jeweled sword is Elrich. And so, and, and they're like, yeah, too bad we don't have it, you know, anymore. Right. The, the Tosakas have, like, the remnants of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so Reen and Ilya use some magic to sh- to basically show him the memories of when the original uh, Tosakas, Einsburn, and the Makiri family, who later became Nigga. called the Mato family, um, you know, first made the Holy Grail. Uh, and, and through that scene, you know, he was able to see the sword. But more importantly, we learn uh, that originally... The Holy Grail was created to reach the root of all knowledge, which shows that actually the Tosakers were the only ones who got access to it. Who who, who stayed stay, or stayed true to the, the, the idea. original purpose? Yeah, Fate Zero. You know, all the other families had their motives, except like, the Tosakers. The Tosakers were like, "No, I want to find the root." So it is cool to know that, like, you know, at least one of them maintained the original purpose, maintained their desire to get that magic. Um, and it's cool because we see like an old Tosaka, we see an old uh, Einsburn homunculi, which looks basically the exact same as all the other ones. <laughs> like they they have a they have a taste in women. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's one I can get behind. Because that's interesting. Because if you look at homunculi in other series, yeah. they look different. Yeah. Um, well, is it specifically Einsburn homunculi in other series? No, different, different homunculi made by are, different people. These are all Einsburn homunculi. Yeah. And they, they clearly have a motif that yeah. their artistic creation they're dealing with. Aren't uh, Ilya's two, like, uh, maidens also homunculi? Yeah, yeah. they're homunculi. They look a little different. They look a little they, different. They make their main ones. <laughs> the main ones, way. okay. And then the servants look a little different. But still, white hair, red eyes. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, the yeah. whole deal. Um, anyways, and so we, we, we see that, and we see a... Uh, we see the Makiri, who looks a lot like Shinji, and we actually, it's kind of implied in the movie that Zoken was this original Makiri. Like, it's, he's been living this whole time through horrible means, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, so he's able to recreate the sword, gives it to Rin. Yep, and then we learn that Zoken's still alive. He's not dead. He has a, uh, He has another part of Presumably his soul implanted in a bug in Sakura. The one, the crest worms, that's in yeah. Sakura. And so Zoken's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and make you my new body. Uh, and Sakura's like, psych! Sakura's like, psych, I'm more powerful and evil than you. And uh, <laughs> she just, like, plucks him, out, plucks him out, eats assassin, rips out the worm, crushes it, tosses it. And she's like, crap, now what do I do? Now what do I do? I don't know, I'll get the Holy Grail or something. Yeah, she's just, like, at this point, she doesn't know what she's doing any of this like dark yeah. sakura is she just wants to kill for the sake she, like, she has no she doesn't reason know, she doesn't have a reason and she knows that but she's doing it because she has nothing better to do in her opinion really yeah she's she like wants, well she's done it once she what's wants the point to kill shiro because she loves him and like she can she, never be with him and so she and she doesn't want to hurt him she so instead she him. wants to so kill if him he's dead you know she can't hurt him yeah yeah which is <laughs> Bizarre all logic. All um, sorts of twisted. That would hold up in court, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all sorts of twisted I didn't want to hurt him anymore, so I just killed, killed him. him. Uh-huh. Anyways, guilty. <laughs> guilty. Um, so 30 years in solitary. We get 
to the final confrontation battles. Um, we get Rin is allowed to go meet Sakura yeah. because Sa- Sakura wants to kill her. Saber Altar is blocking the way, but Sakura gave permission for Rin to come in, so that way, you know, killing of sisters, you know, that's a thing that people do, right? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of implied that, like, the regular Sakura is fighting with herself against mm-hmm. the darkness within her. But also, like, because, again, Sakura does have some... Bitter, Dark side. So, a lot of bitter she feelings. She does have bitter feelings towards Reen for getting, you know, all the Tosaka family love and glory and cool stuff while she instead was traded away and tortured and experimented on. Raped raped multiple times by Bugs and her brother. Yeah. So it's... So like, and so she harbors some resentment. Reasonably so. I don't think like... I'm like, I think some might be an underestimate of... (laughs) How yeah. much resentment she has. I think it's a little justified resentment. It is, you know, to be you fair. Know, to be fair. Some stuff. And so they kind of have a fight. Like, Rin uses the sword. And totally, effect. you know, just wins. Kind of wins. But Meanwhile, uh, Saber Altar is still a thing. And Ryder and Shiro have a plan that hinges on Shiro doing absolutely nothing. Apparently that was very crucial that he yeah. does exactly you, nothing. She's like, do you trust me? And he's like, with every cell in my voice. She's like, yeah. <laughs> don't do anything, even if it looks like I'm going to die, until the right moment. So when is that right moment? You'll figure it out. And he figures it out. And and and, and Ryder and Sakura proceed to have this epic, well-animated battle. This is like... I think this is even better than the Berserker versus Saber Altar. Oh, yeah. Like, that was already one of my favorite fate fights of all time. And then this one's so, like... Literally, I would say probably half the budget in the movie was in that one scene. The the, the, the detail in the animation was just insane. Like, you knew when she was... And, like, you knew when Ryder was increasing her magic circuits. Yeah. You knew... And Ryder in this fight is a lot more powerful than when she got one-shotted shotted by Saber... Uh, before, which is because now she's operating from power from her real master, rather than Shinji's, you know, wink, mm-hmm. wink, a link. Yeah, she's. Yeah, yeah and she's, and so. And so at the end of the fight, she starts to activate her noble phantasm, which takes a bit to charge up. This is when Shiro is steps in. He activates Ro-Eyes, the cool shield. Oh. Almost um, kills him. He it almost kills him, but he's able to tank uh, Dark Sakura's cool laser Dark attack. Sabers. Dark Sabers' cool laser <laughs> attack. Um, long enough to get Ryder to activate her Noble Phantasm, which, if you know a lot about Greek lore, you would know Medusa was gifted a Pegasus, mm-hmm. and her Noble Phantasm is this Pegasus, and she just, with it, just yeets right into Dark Saber, and... Knocks her out. Yeah. Basically. Well, and then. Makes her inoperable for a little bit. Yeah. And then Shiro comes out with a knife. And gives her the old stabby Gives her the old stabby stab. And Not the same kind of stabbing she or he gave her in the saber route, but, you know. Similar. <laughs> only only you, Bowen, would think that that's similar. I mean, in both cases, a long, hard object penetrated her body. <laughs> Coming from Shiro. Would you like to watch the original Dean version so we can no. actually find out what happened? <laughs> I don't. I think that scene was cut. 
from there. Where's I would hope. Guy? I would it's hope only, so. Well, because it was a threesome in the, in the yeah. visual novel. I would hope that was cut. It's also, there's one in the bathroom. No, the only sex scene that made it into the actual like adaptations is the Sakura and Shiro one, which is the most tame out of all of them. And it was like... It was like... Didn't they cut away before, like... Yeah, yeah before you don't anything, even see you anything. Nothing happened. You just, just see that it definitely was Definitely happening. was happening, and then but, it cut away. Yeah. But then, like, in, in the like, Saber Route... Why didn't like, I remember that? Like, it's, Rain was also a part of that, but, you know... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they cut that out. Yeah. I don't um, know, I haven't seen it, so... <laughs> I've only heard about it on Reddit. But, I mean, that's not the only scene that Saber and... Uh, no. No, no. Anyway... So but that's the main one. But. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, um, and so yeah, she dies. Uh, sexual innuendos uh, <laughs> aside. Jeez. Um, she degenerates. Goes in to this whole, you know, soccer situation. And finds out Rin. Rin tried to kill. Yep. Sakura, Failed. but absolutely. I mean, couldn't she thought it. she succeeded. Oh, we should back up, cause uh, after. <laughs> After he had the vision of the original three yeah. images, oh. Ilya then drops some key details, which is important for the rest of everything that happened. Yeah, we forgot now, this. She mentions she mentions a name uh, that there there's an eighth class in the Holy Grail War called Avenger, and in the third Holy Grail War, they the Einsburns tried to summon Avenger, and the the entity of this class was is known as Angra Manu. Um, who is a character who was mentioned by name in Fate Zero, but zero explanation was given as to what that means. Yeah. Um, and now things in Fate Zero, once you with this information, will start to make sense. And he is a person in uh, Zoroastrian. It's a religion. It starts with Zoro. Zoroastrian. Zoroastrian. Zoroastrianism. Yeah. Zoroastrianism. And, and he's a character in their religious beliefs who was... Uh, bestowed upon all of the evils and sins of the world. Basically a Zazel in Hebrew mythology. Essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so he was given all the evils to be the scapegoat. Uh, and this kind of became a part of his core identity. He became a hero in the eyes of the Holy Grail for taking on people's evils, technically. Even though he was definitely forced upon that title. And he also became very evil from it. Einfurns tried to summon him. His form, his form summoned was actually very weak, and so he died quickly. And this is where everything started to get effed up, because now that he's dead, the Grail has to reabsorb that. But now, but his 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 burning hatred, his evilness was so was so potent. powerful, it started to overcome the Grail and change it. You see, prior from the Third War and prior, it was impossible to summon evil-aligned characters. The Grail specifically made that not a thing. Uh, but now that the Grail, the entity that is the Grail has been overcome by Amramanu, who is the evil Grail that we have been referring to, you know, in every right. other time we talk mm -hmm. about it, uh, now it's doing all these things. In, in Fate Zero, the Fourth War, it summons yeah. a slew of evil characters. Uh, a new way to summon berserkers uh, yeah. has come forth where you can give them a, just madness fill them with of madness. Yeah, and I, um, I heard, so I, as far as I understood it, like, the first and second war was kind of like, you know, 
they had their like you know Pokemon. It was like a bunch of Pokemon fight, you know, Basically. Pokemon fights where they are like go fight. And the mages would do some of their underhanded tricks, right? But and the reason why it was so easy to keep those wars secret is because they were all using very good aligned heroes who wouldn't want to kill mass amounts of civilians. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then so you was, get others. <laughs> and then in Fate Zero, you get the caster there who literally summoned. Uh, a kraken in the middle of Fuyuki City. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so things got a little harder. And this is when the Grail became corrupted and started doing right. all the thing, all the evil things you associate with the Grail from everything Every else. Every that you watched. Yeah, like, from here, from the Einsburns effing things up. The reason why Sakura has turned dark, the reason it's why... It's 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 everything. It's Angramanyu's influence and, like... Kirik, uh, sorry, now Kiritsugu uh, meets Angramanyu in the end. They have a conversation about philosophy and how to save the world and uh, and whatnot. And this is when Kiritsugu realizes that his path is wrong because it just leads to killing everyone. Um, and it's cool because of that scene. Angramanyu doesn't actually have his own like physical form anymore. He just to manifest himself, he has to like grab a personality from someone's memory. The first time he did this was with Kiritsugu and he represented himself as Iliot or Irish feel. And so now he kind of just always looks like a dark Irish feel is his now image. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. if they go, you can yeah. get him and that's what he looks like. Cause that was kind of just his first well, image he, he picked up. Well, you also get a, you can also get his actual form. Well, that was his first. looks like Shiro, which is weird. Well, wasn't his first, oh, wasn't his first form, like, so th that was the first war that occurred after he'd been absorbed into the Grail. Yeah. So it makes sense, because she was the yeah. holder mm -hmm. of the Grail. She was the vessel, The yeah. vessel. And so, and that kind of becomes a part of his identity. Fun details, but... And so it's important to note that he's the evil that's behind everything. And literally. he just wants to get out. He wants to get out of the Grail and just be his own being again. That's it. Really, and probably kill the entire world once he's there. But for now, he just wants to they get out. Get out. Um, and uh, what what Kire is very interested in uh, watching him be yeah. born. And so Kire shows up again, not dead. Well, we we gotta go back to Ren. Oh, we didn't finish. We Ren. didn't finish Red. So Ren tries to kill Sakura and can't do it because she still loves Sakura. And so Sakura defensively. Puts a tentacle through her, and Can you she phrase that less sexually. Okay, she she hurts Ren very badly. She stabs she Ren stabs through the stone. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> she penetrates Ren. So long and fleshy. <laughs> no matter how I put this, it sounds bad. It, it sounds bad. Uh, the tentacle Cthulhu monster part of her, like. Gouges no skewers no no that doesn't still that doesn't even no. help either um, still the same. Ren gets attacked yeah yeah Ren gets attacked Ren is hurt she's bleeding but she's not dead she's um, not dead Sakura feels like she did that and like her true self breaks through a little bit and she just feels absolute remorse and Shiro shows up and Sakura's like please kill me. I can't live it. with myself. I can't live with this entity. You've got to kill me. And Shiro's like, F that. I'm going to save you. Because I love you. 
I love you all along. And so you get this epic scene where all, like, Cthulhu's trying to stop this from happening yeah. because it wants to inhabit Sakura. Yeah. And so, so, and, and so Shiro has a, to, to, to try to purge this entity from Sakura, uses his projection magic to copy Rule Breaker, Caster's Noble Phantasm, which just stops anything magical from being whatever it was. Basically, so breaks anything. So this cures yeah, her. Breaks any bindings, contracts, you know, just any kind of major. So I'm thinking. I was does this, this also got rid of the rest of the worms. Yeah, I think this completely heals her. It's kind of implied that she's yeah. bit, fine like, totally fine after this. Mm -hmm. Uses Rule Breaker on her, kicking out Angramanyu, the worms, everything. She's fine. Despite this, Angramanyu is uh, mad. It still wants to get out of the Grail, and so, apparently still is able to. Ryder shows up, grabs Rin and Sakura to take him to safety, while Shiro stops Angramanyu from being reborn. Kure comes in and fights Shiro. He wants Angramanyu to get reborn. He states a couple things that... He argues that it's morally wrong to stop Angramanyu right now. He implies Angramanyu hasn't actually done any evil things yet because he's not been born. Um, and is it wrong to kill someone, cause, to stop someone from being born or kill them because you presume you they might one day become evil. Evil. Uh... Shiro doesn't want to entertain this thought and is like, no, 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 I just gotta, we just gotta kill him. And Kiri then reveals that, you know, he just, he wants to see if it would kill everyone unprovoked or if it would, he presumes it would. But, and then he also wants to see after Angramani, literally the most pure evil being in the multiverse, someone who is crafted to be, who is, whose other name is all of the evils in the world. Um, after he has murdered Everyone. everyone to see if he would come to forgive himself for his wrongdoings. Because if he can forgive himself, then surely Kire must be able to forgive, to forgive himself. He wants to see if it's possible for someone more evil than him to forgive themselves so he can try to redeem himself. Which I think is a very roundabout way of going around that. But, you know, you do you. <laughs> He's very desperate. Um, it was which an is... interesting philosophical discussion. He kind yeah. of reveals that he also, like, when he was operating on Sakura, activated that part of the grill. Yeah. And... It's implied he had a hand in trying to bring this out. Yeah. Which... Um... So anyway. he beats up Kure. There's a cool fight, you know, as they're fighting. And mm -hmm. Shiro's projection magic is starting to really tear apart his body, causing spikes and swords to come out of him, uh, which does help in the fight against Kure. Yeah, a little bit. Um, he is defeated. Kure's defeated. Shiro is declared the winner of the war, and he tries to destroy the Grail uh, using his life. Ilya appeal appears, uh, now having access to the Heaven's Feel magic, and they have a conversation. Earlier in the movie, Shiro mentioned, because Ilya's, you know, as he perceives his little sister, uh, it's the job of the big brother to protect the little sister. She shows up to take care of the grail at the cost of her life, and Shiro's like, you can't do that. And Ilya's like, you said it's the big brother's job to protect the little sister, right? Well, I'm actually older than you. Uno reverse card. Reverse card. I'm actually the older one. So it's the big sister's job to protect the little brother. And then she 
uses the ritual and gives her life to destroy the grail. Um, and she splits Shira's soul from his decaying body while doing that as well, because he would just die from the unlimited blade works he's been doing. And kind of the blast of them destroying. Also, the, also everything explodes when this happens. Massively. That would have also killed Shiro, certainly. Yeah. Uh, we get a cool touching scene where Ilya reunites with Irishville uh, for passing on, which as a Irishville uh, fanboy, um, that, was, that was great. Mm-hmm. And so now we get into some epilogue stuff. Also, uh, just a you know side note, yeah. uh, the grandpa dies for the final time. Oh, oh yeah, 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 we gotta yeah, mention we this. Find out this crushed, decaying worm is still alive for the love of all that is good and holy. This guy can't die. Yeah, and he's like, and, and his last thoughts as this place is getting ready to explode, which does kill him finally. Um, he has some memories where it's this is where it's kind of revealed and implied that he was the original Makiri. He kind of had a crush on the original Heinsburn homunculus from back in the day. And just watching her die. Just watching her die really traumatized him, which is kind of where his whole immortality quest kind of came from. And then he dies in that massive explosion. Yeah, he falls into the lava and then, yeah, explodes. In the, in the epilogue, Shiro's been missing for months at this point, you know. And, but Rina Sakura ha- have knows where he is. They have his soul. But, like, Fujine is like, man, I, I wonder when we'll ever find him, you know. Mm-hmm. And Shreen Sucker like, ha, 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 yeah, anyways. And they go on this long world journey, and they're able to find him an artificial body uh, to inhabit his soul with. Probably similar to the If you want to know how that works, watch Garden of Sinners. Because ex- it explains how it does it. They actually yeah. get it from a character from and Garden of Sinners. Garden of Sinners is canonically part of the same timeline and universe as heavens feel and it explains that but all you really need to pick up on is they get him a new body yep and then they live happily ever after after. which is cool because you see in these last scenes uh they 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 live together in the home shiro and sakura uh fujine uh rin are there and also Ryder is now been reincarnated similar to how gilgamesh was in uh, Fate yeah. Zero, b- due to the fact being the servant that was won. That won, that won like the sh- war. Shiro was the winning master, but she was the winning servant. Mm-hmm. So she gets to be real now. And she wears glasses, and she looks so cute. I'm not going to lie. And and he, it's just kind of a touching ending. That is so it, touching. Because um, we just know, what if you look at Medusa's mythology... She goes through a lot of the same stuff yeah. Sakura goes through. Be, kind of being forced to become a monster despite not wanting to. Like mm-hmm. Modern day pop culture identifies Medusa as just a horrific monster. Which really Isn't... only makes the real story that much more sad. <laughs> because she was forced to become a monster. Yeah. And she never wanted it. She just wanted to... But everything she looks... Everyone she looks at just... Yeah. yeah. And so the fact that pop culture perceives her as a monster is just a, makes it more sad. Which yeah, it's funny. Eh. But it's cool that now she gets to I be think a normal person. I think it'd be really cool if if Poseidon shows up as a hero at some point and looks like Shiro. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be interesting. That'd anyway, be very interesting. Um, um, and yeah, it it, it has. The best ending, because, you know, in Unlimited Blade Works, you know, sure, they stop everything, but the Grail is still 
existent and evil, there's still probably going to be another Holy Grail war. Sakura is still with Sakura Shinji and Grandpa. Yeah. Still has that Grail piece implanted in her, you know. The crest worms and all that stuff. This is ultimately, despite for the most of the movie being the darkest timeline, ends the I best. Guess, the cleanest, you yeah. could say. It ends the best, in my opinion. In our opinion. What? Duncan's only problem with it is Shiro does not end up banging Saber repeatedly. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. I'm not worried about the banging part, but but Saber well, being I mean, reincarnated would have been those nice. Scenes, he wants to be able to project himself onto Shiro so he can be with his waifu and just like Saber. I, do, I, mean, I think she deserves fair. she deserves to have a happy life and not ben, a depressed life. Ben is not a fan of Saber. <laughs> while I don't, while I don't think Saber is best girl personally, I do like Saber. I the, the, see she she here's also my, she, here's well, her my, story is similar to Medusa in that she spent her whole life being forced, forced to, to do something, something that she didn't want to be. want to be. In this case, it's the opposite of Medusa, where she's forced to be a hero. She was forced to be a king. A hero. Which, yeah, yeah a hero. and she doesn't know. want that. She, and she's forced to be a protector of everyone. And, a, you know, and she just feels she, duty bound to do that. Yeah, and she, like Medusa, doesn't want what she's being forced to be. And so it's interesting that, that those two characters are kind of like two different sides of that kind of like mm -hmm. coin coin of, uh, of what you want to be versus what the world wants you to be. Yeah. So I think there's some interestingness to her character there. Ben thinks she's boring, but that's his opinion. And he's wrong, so moving on. It's true. <laughs> he is I'm just wrong. wrong, apparently, with everything, guys. I mean, to be fair... You I'm also, glad you are catching on to this. You also said the protagonist of Maria Hollick isn't cute, and I disagree hardcore. She's a little horny, but that's fine. You have not gotten to where I am I'm in just saying, story. look at her face. Like That's, that's not her normal face. That's... Not her normal face. Yes, Do yes. not believe. The I think lies. the face that I see there is pretty it's cute. Pretty cute. If you're talking about this face, because that's just a. That's her normal. That's just an exaggerated no. horny scene. That's just a horny face. That's her main face. Her main face. I don't even know what that face is. That's both. This of... is cute. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and he's not wrong. Uh, anyway. <laughs> And anyways, we, somehow Maria Hollick has invaded our our I'm, lives again. I'm probably gonna mention it every episode at least once, <laughs> just to shame me for liking just it. Just because it's so freaking weird. <laughs> it's bizarre. And you brought this upon yourself. I did. You're the reason um, I know about it. I had never heard of it before. And then. Final tally for dead servants. Everyone except Ryder. Except Ryder. Yep. Berserker, Assassin, Saber's all dead. And 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 Kire died. And really, like I already I already thought he was really cool. But kind of the way this movie ended, he became a like once you finally learn all becomes, of his motives, he was a very interesting character. Like yeah, you, you see more of his philosophy just he's, fleshed out. In this he's movie. a sociopath. Who didn't want, want to, to be, be a sociopath? He 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 wishes he had feelings, but he doesn't. Yeah, there was an actually really interesting scene they actually explored in that um, in that movie where um, he like he, watches so he, he tries he tries to he tries to fall in love right, and he can't he do marries it. The girl, he marries the girl. He marries the girl. Apparently, there was a well, there was they had she had a baby apparently, yeah. oh, or she was going to have oh she did have a child. They, and had, a a they had a child. 
And then she, he's like, yeah, but he's like, yeah, but I don't really care. And she's like, yes, you will. You do love me. So she kills himself. She kills herself. And like he starts to cry. And she's like, see, if you didn't care about me, you wouldn't cry. He's like. But it's revealed in his thoughts that the only reason he was sad is because he didn't get to kill her. Yeah, he's like, if anyone was to kill her, it would have, it should have been me. Which is a very twisted, like, maybe idea of, like, sociopathic it's weird. I don't know. It's just kind of. It's very he weird. Truly, is kind of messed, messed up. up, screwed up completely. Uh, he has no sense of remorse or compassion. He sees it in other people and wishes it was something he, he had. had. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love how it puts a capstone on his philosophy he has from Fate Zero, because we ties it all together. It really says this route just says, uh, cure it. Kure's um, and Kuritsugu's ideologies don't work. There has to be a happy medium between yeah. uh, their philosophies in order for society to function and live. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Priestie boy, that's Kiri, right? Yeah. His, yeah. his philosophy works within his, his worldview because he can't see it, the world in any other way. That's the way that his sociopathic tendencies... So within that tendency, if everyone was like him, then yes, it would work perfectly. And it's interesting how much he wants to be empathetic, how much he wants to feel things. Because if you think about it, what is his job? He's, He's a, a priest. priest. Why the frick would someone like that become a priest except because he knows that that's what... It was also just like, the family business. It really. was, yeah. but... His dad raised him in the... That's true. In the, in the priesthood. Uh, that's true, I remember. Yeah, but zero. still... Like, he could have gotten out of it. He could have, but he, as it's mentioned in Fate Zero, growing up he really just had no motivations or desires. At all. He kind of just... This comes he only started feeling. getting them. He wasn't really even conscious of his lack of emotions at that point, and he was just doing what he was told, told he was supposed to do, and that is to work in the and church. And wasn't it in Zero that he finally realized what his when desires were? His, yeah, Gilgamesh helps coax out his desires and helps him understand mm -hmm. what he wants. Because Gilgamesh was kind of the same when he was young. Yeah, it's it's this idea between complete selfishness or complete self, self selflessness, and it's more of you have to have that medium in the middle where you are selfish, like, but selfless yeah, at the like, same time. Like Kiritsugu's philosophy is very it's very selfless. He wants to be the kind of like Angramanu. The one who takes on all the evils of the world and, you know, makes everything better. Whereas Kire is like, serve yourself, you know. And it's interesting because when, when Kiritsugu mentioned that in Fate Zero, that's actually the moment that Angramanyu started paying attention in Fate Zero. He, when, when, when Kiritsugu said that line to Saber, that's when he like woke up in the grail and noticed him. And then if you also notice, that's when things started to get real bad, too, because now he's awake. But he heard his name get called out, despite accidentally it may be. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you learn that Kiritsugu's philosophy leads down to being Angramanyu, and Kire's philosophy leads to everyone dying. Which are just not... Good. So what you're saying, both of them lead to everyone dying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> both, both of their philosophies would, in order for it to work, require everyone to be dead. Because <laughs> human human existence just is not compatible with their ideologies. So, and so the, 
what what the sh what the show kind of implies is the correct whatever at least it doesn't say it, it doesn't offer a correct philosophy right but it says whatever the correct philosophy is it should probably be somewhere in, in the middle these two yeah somewhere. it it kind of that's the thing that kind of bugged me about fate zero is like it ends but it kind of says yeah you should be selfish it doesn't in a yeah. way, and it, all it does is say Kiritsu's philosophy is wrong. It doesn't really touch on Kirei's. Yeah, and then you have to wait till Heaven's Field to touch on Finnish Kirei's. It goes, no, no, no. This one's also pretty wrong. wrong. And so you have to find that happy medium. So I, I, I do love like there's a lot of I think tie-ins from Fate Zero and Heaven's Field, <laughs> and I do love how the two of them relate. Mm-hmm. Like, just Heaven's Field just keeps up much more with the darker vibe that Zero had. Very much so. And just everything else about it. Uh, okay, characters. Do we really need to go through these? I don't, I don't think, think we, we need do. to go through the characters. We've talked about all of them. Um, I wanted to talk about life. Sakura a little bit. And uh, just, like, abuse. Girl. Man, you can't spell any of these people. No, I can't. Can you? What do you mean? Well, first off... Tosaka. Yeah, that's the not there. If we go back down, okay. Uh, let's see. I wrote uh, this when I'm was. This is not Kira. You wrote Kira Kotamine. It's Kira Kotamine. Um, K I R. Yeah. All right. And so, any other? Uh, now you got Mato, Where are you going, Ben? Correct. I thought uh, you were okay, wanting you to. You misspelled Zoken. Yeah, I saw. I, was, uh, I wasn't gonna yeah. point it out, but uh, you I, did. I am. I'm. I'm vicious. So you spelled Mato right there, but then he I think missed he missed it in. Uh, oh no, I thought that was an E. No, he no, spelled no, it. He no, spelled Mato, that right. He got Mato. Ilias Field von Einsburn seems correct. Anyway, yeah, all right. it, 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 my spelling is awful. <laughs> Go ahead and talk about Sakura. That's why I do math and not English. Um, I mean, basic spelling. So I, think is not I just important. really like how they go about with. Abuser skills. Also, these are Japanese names, so I don't know if that falls under English either. <sighs> Anyways, continue. It, it just spelling in general, I just not good at. Before I get myself slapped, I'll just don't let you proceed. Um. Yeah, it's, it's just Sakura is much more interesting in this series than the others. Cause you get a lot of what she has gone through. And it kind of makes everything else in the other timelines just seem not okay. What do you mean? So, so like we talked about earlier how she's still with Shinji and the Matos. And, and like it kind of says that Shinji has a chain of heart, sort of. But he's still, like, this still, this... Uh, sexual and physical abuse that he constantly does through her is still evident. It's still there. It's not gone away. Um, and I just really like how they portray her character in this. Like, she desires dark things because of all the evil that has been done to her for the sake of either magic or personal pleasure or power. Mainly power. Um, and so she feels awful for having these desires, but she's, but she still wants to be the good, 
the good girl, even though she still has these desires. And it, it kind of goes into, like, you guys. I'm <sighs> <sighs> sorry. Uh, we're, we're making hand gestures and faces <laughs> to each other, trying to distract Ben. And it's working. It's working a little bit. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, I agree with you. Like, she is a much more interesting character in this moment. But I... I would disagree that she's more interesting. Well, I would I would agree she's more interesting. Nope. I would disagree that she's more interesting than the other two main girls in the other routes. No. I would disagree. I hard disagree. Because, yes, she goes through a lot of traumatic things, but do you understand what Reen's trauma is? Because she still has trauma. Yeah, she doesn't Major have... Major trauma. A, she doesn't have parents. Not just parents. parents. She doesn't. She's completely alone. Completely yeah, isolated. Her sister was sent away. Her sister was sent away. She has no friends. You can tell all that in the yeah. in, in all the routes. She has no friends. She she's literally one of the most isolated people in that whole series. That's very depressing. Yes, it's not like rape, but it's its own trauma. And you can't really yeah. like you can't say one trauma is more than another because different people have different traumas. You can't. I, I think you can't level that. That's just not how trauma works. Yes, it's terrible. Rape is terrible. Um, the abuse she suffered was terrible, but still, Reen had her own trauma, her own abuse. Still, very interesting character. Saber, very, <laughs> very abused in her own way, in her own world. She watched everyone she cares about die. And all of those people that also, cared her about her, cared about her, forced her to be this person. Also, that she... her best friend slept with her wife. Yeah, but like the each character has very interesting like everyone has a, a trauma. A, a a large amount of trauma that they have to deal with. Um and it's different in how it affects who they are as a person. Yeah. Yes. Like Rin, going back to Rin, she tries to act like she's important and tough and she can she, deal she, everything on her own yeah, she wants she's trying to be the image of a refined tosaka mage that her father taught her she is supposed to be mm -hmm. and she and she and she is struggling actually being that yeah and therefore she feels like she's she, failing she as much as she tries to be she's not you know cool-headed or refined or, you know, mm -hmm. as independent as or she... Or strategic, as, strategic she as she is, thinks, thinks she's she supposed is. to be. Yeah. She, yeah. But I don't... I think Sakura, in my opinion, just going through, in my opinion, much worse stuff. And then they, Cause you she, can have that opinion. You can, you can also say, yes, she was abandoned... But she was abandoned to molesters and rapists. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Which is awful. And it, well, you I, see how her trauma manifests. I think the point he was, Duncan was trying to make is that the issue is you can't say a tra a tra a tra some, tra like some people's trauma is worse than other people's trauma. Because by doing that, you're... Invalidating. You're invalidating someone well, else's I... experiences. Which is, everyone should be able to be open about yeah. their struggles without comparing you know right i think like um, i think that what i think trying to call any trauma greater makes it harder for those with quote-unquote lesser trauma 
to be able to come to terms with, mm-hmm. with their the trauma. Which is like, you could say, you go see people that go like, through stuff like this, and you're like, oh, I'm not as bad as that. Right, and, and uh, but like, you still need help. And that's why most people with depression don't seek help. Because oftentimes it's like, well, you know, I'm cl- I'm not near, I'm, not, I'm clearly not struggling to the as same much effect as, as so-and-so is struggling. They're, like children that. in Africa, you know, technically, you know, every right. day they're going through more trauma than you and I. Like you could say they're going through more trauma than you and I will ever go through. But that doesn't make your trauma any less That's, yeah. valid. valid. It, it, and so I, I think... I think what he's trying to get at is just comparing trauma levels is just inherently harmful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but I, would... I think how, and here's my opinion. I think they d- demonstrate her trauma better than Rin's. I, but that's, I disagree with that because of the way that she shows her trauma is a more inward thing because of that, because of the way that her trauma is, is, is. like her whole thing is she's, like obviously Sakura has gone through a lot of things and she's kind of just broken. Like and so she's showing that like almost outwardly all the time because mm-hmm. she's just broken. But Rin is a different kind of broken where she cannot show that because she, if she does she dies. She doesn't want to accept that she's broken. Like you Sakura... understand her only parental fi- figure since the day that her father died was the sociopath <laughs> who tortures her probably daily with like Talking about his, her dad, or like I could just imagine all sorts of things. Yeah, that he... that's, I think kind of what you're, what you're trying, what it sounds like you're trying to get at, is, well, so- Sakura's uh, issues were more like open and like, and like easy, like visible, visible for her to see, and so she, and she quickly mentally kind of gave up on everything, whereas Rin refused to accept the fact that she even had, had trauma, trauma in the first in the first place. place which is its own problem. Is that kind of what you're trying to say? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're both yeah. equally valid and interesting characters. I would not say that one is more interesting than than another, in my opinion. Um, same with Saber. It's just they're, they're, it wasn't necessarily maybe explored as much, mostly because... I'm sure... Oh, I, I bet Saber's issue, I think, is explored a lot more in the in Saber the route. In the Saber route. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Because we technically haven't read that or watched that. Um I have it. <laughs> not sh- it's so bad, but I'm not sure I want to. Okay. Yeah. I, I can get where you're coming from. I just really like how they portray. I think it's great. Uh, uh, I'm not uh, saying Sakura yeah. is bad. I am saying that they did portray it really I well. I am saying Sakura is bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is, this is me being serious. Uh, serious here. I think Sakura is a great character. I think they explored her. Uh, trauma well, but I think it was to the point where trauma, like, she could not hide that trauma anymore, especially with the grail there, like, bringing it out to the forefront, it made it really easy to see how much she's gone through. Versus Reen never really had anything to bring out the trauma. She she never did. And that's, even with the ending of the Reen, uh, at least uh, Unlimited Blade Blade Works, they still don't really resolve that. It's never resolved, really. It kind, of, it kind of implied that they made steps to it. Right, yes. But, well, and she definitely feels learning, better. She's learning to trust and as rely they, in Shiro, you know. Right. right. And I think they, like, this ending personally helps Rin's trauma more? I don't know about more, but, like, in this ending, like, her trauma gets helped out a lot as well. Cause she well, gets, she now has a sister. Yeah, she gets reunited with her sister. You know, right. Shiro is still a, a trustworthy friend to rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's kind of implied that Rin also bonds with Fujine and Ryder, mm-hmm. kind of as they're all living together now. Which is enough for, like, it doesn't have to be a romantic end right. yeah. for her trauma to be like, resolved. Rin just needs to not be alone. alone. And, and, right. and in both endings, I think she gets stops, that. She's, yeah, she gets that. And, and, gets that companionship she needs. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just think, yeah, yeah, just go up. Um, is there anybody else we want to talk about? Um, um, I think those. Are, I think we've talked about the important, like the at least the the people whose trauma and philosophies are core to the plot. So, do we learn who True Assassin is? Other yeah, than we can, his name is revealed in the visual novel. Was it like a Baden or something? No, he's not something. He's not like. A known one. He's not a pop culture character. I just know he's the child of the desert or something can, like that. I can pull him up for you he real is quick. Hassan he, of the Cursed Arm. He, he's not a... Oh. He's not, not a, a well-known. Not a well-known as for, for modern people as to his uh, thing. Let me... Yeah, Hassan of the Cursed Arm, Old Man of the Mountain was another title of his. Let me see if I can find his backstory info. Um... There's so much damage. Like the the only thing yeah. I find about the Fate universe that doesn't make any he, sense to me is there's so much damage that occurs. Like they they blame one thing on a gas explosion, but there's so much damage. Yeah, right. Like the how did they explain the squid thing? Like in a, zero, a, a ga- they explained it as a gas. That one was a from, gas. That was also gas. They explain. They can't explain the whole city turning to complete ash or, like, all the traffic accidents that happened because of, like, Ryder and Saber fighting, you know? Or, like, Assassin and uh, Lancer going at it in traffic as well. Yeah, like that. Going back to true Assassin, mm-hmm. uh, the the name Hassan was what was, like the, was a name that anyone who took up his position took upon themselves. He was the leader of an assassin organization in the Middle East, and anyone who took that position got took the his name, name Hassan. He was not the first one. Uh, he is just one of 19 of, of these different leaders. His real name is Hanam. Interesting. But he no longer kept that name. Uh, in real world stories, he's appeared in a lot of Middle Eastern stories as usually just the leader of an unidentified assassin group. Um... He's usually, he's usually, he's basically in Middle Eastern stories, he's kind of like, you know, the quintessential bad guy, like the Darth Vader of Mm. old Middle Eastern stories. Interesting, okay. He's just a common bad guy in their stories. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Interesting. So, um, Unlimited, we call this the Unlimited Budget Works series, um... More so than actual Unlimited Blade Works, I'd say. Yeah, this Definitely. Is got way better production value than Unlimited Blade Works. I remember first watching the commercial for this, like the the trailer for this movie, and I was just like, holy crap, that's gonna be epic. Yeah, it animation done by Ufotable. Um, we kind of discussed that last week, that Ufotable does a lot of the Fate adaptations mm-hmm. currently now. They're kind of spreading out kinda, recently yeah. um, to more studios, just not Studio Dean, because uh, <laughs> reasons. They messed that up. <laughs> they messed up. But, like, 
I really like everything about this production. Like, if I were to do, like, the best produced of all the Fate series, this is... The Heaven's Field trilogy is the best produced. It has the best animation. I think its music kicks all types of butt. Like, the, the score within it, you get, like, the quiet moments that just stand out and just make you want to cry to the epic, chorus-filled, gothic... Uh, sound uh, sounds that are just like oh man we're going full throttle it's it's just really good um yeah the people that directed and wrote this did excellent i think none of the dialogue is weird because usually sometimes when they you get a fate adaptation you get this really one wonky line that doesn't make any kind of context like people die when they are killed or the archer class is really made up of archers you know just because you're correct doesn't mean you're right you know things like that that just really just make a really bad translation mm -hmm. i didn't find that in any of these movies I don't know if it's a better translation wonder, there was, into English. I think there was something kind of strange near the end, like at the with the last few scenes. There was like I think one phrase that didn't quite register, but I don't remember what it was. And it wasn't enough to really like. It wasn't so blatantly yeah. obvious, like those lines were. But like that comes with any Japanese translation, so. It's just how it is. Yeah, it, I think... Well, just, just because they have certain words that, you know, don't necessarily translate perfectly in any any, any, any kind of translation, so... Mm -hmm. I don't think it's their fault. It's just the way that the language yeah. works. Um, All right. Uh, themes and interpretations on what the series was trying to get across. I think we talked a lot about that middle ground between selflessness and selfishness mm -hmm. um but i think the series really hammered forward that both if you go full throttle on either way it's just not gonna work mm -hmm. and then it also kind of the, the 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 idea that you know you aren't necessarily you aren't necessarily who you want to be and that sometimes you know there are things that drive you to be someone who you don't want to be. Yeah. Maybe you can still change yourself, but like it's also very it's a, hard. Yeah. And it's a very hard process. And I think that struggle with Sakura that you see in this and how hard it is to get past that trauma, like, and how much help that she needed in order to overcome that. Right. Um, just a huge thing. Like, just a side note, if you, any of you listening to us have any of these problems, please go seek help. You know, it's it's not something to put aside, whether you feel like you've been abandoned by your family or you have been assaulted, either physically or sexually or you are just depressed and you have guilt about something, uh, go see somebody about it. Go see a therapist. Go see doctors. Uh, these people do truly want to help you. They're not just going to cast you aside uh, for this. And I think the series just really shows that the people that actually do care about you 
actually care about you. You don't have to feel guilty about asking for help. I think that's one of the big things yeah. that this series tries to put forward. Sure. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I think that wraps things up on this. Dallas, do you have something you want to... Anything you want to say? I mean, lots of things I want to say, but I don't, they're not related to Evansville. That's fair. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> to... I'm ADHD. I've never been on topic in my yeah, life. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> just final thoughts on the series. Like, how would you rank this in your entire viewing of Fate? Just like everything you've watched in Fate, where would you rank this? I think this is my second favorite. I think Fate Zero is still. I my I was about to say Fate. the same thing. Yeah, um, I agree. I think this definitely ties uh, all of the loose ends that the rest of the Stay Night kind of just series uh, has produced. But I I still am partial to Fate Zero for yeah. reasons I guess. Kiritsugu is way more. Kiritsugu is my favorite character in all of Fate. I would say. Kiritsugu is absolutely wonderful. He is a very cool character that I imagine, like, if if this was all real, like, Kurosugu is a very, like, relatable, and, like, he, that's exactly how someone would act. That's exactly, if someone was placed in his position, that's exactly how it would go down. Right. So, I love him a lot. So, I would definitely say, probably second. I mean, if you want to talk about straight animation, obviously, first. Yeah, uh, if, like, if we were to go by animation, this would be number one. Yeah, but I like Fate Zero quite quite a lot so i would still say fates especially since it was my first fate and it's really what brought me into everything so yeah, i'd, I'd yeah. definitely say it's number one and yeah, then I, this would be number two yeah i would i would put this as number two it's it's pretty high up there like it's like you have <laughs> fate zero and then you have this wait a minute wait wait i would say fate zero and then cooking with the amias and then this <laughs> I mean, cooking in the Emmys is that's, just wholesomeness. That's some top quality entertainment right now. <laughs> there we go. I kind of do want to try to replicate some of those dishes. Oh, they look so good. They, they, they um, did look. Like, if you want to talk about animation, they make that food look. Don't watch it hungry. So good, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, we did that once wrong. And yeah, we're like, we got to hit McDonald's. Mistake, and then yeah. no, we were disappointed like, right afterward. Panda time. It's panda time. Oh. I... I personally Wait, are you getting panda right no, now? No, not now. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's panda time. It's panda time. Yeah, Actually, I, now I'm really tempted to get panda. Now that you said that, gosh dang it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I am tempted because I like to cook a lot and whatnot. I am tempted to try to recreate some of those recipes because they look fun. Yeah. yeah. But, so I think that wraps that up. I think that's uh, all we have to say on uh, Fate's Day night heavens feel. Uh, let's not talk about fate for a long time, because I mean, my mind can't take it. Yeah, yeah, I think we're okay. <laughs> I mean, we 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 pretty much yeah 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 we've pretty much uh, gone over a lot of it. If we watch something else that just like we have to talk about this and it's part of fate, we're probably gonna talk about it. But we don't have any immediate plans to continue. No. no. As for things we've been watching the week. I uh, decided, I kind of took a break from Snafu. I, it's not like I decided to. I just started watching uh, Helsing Ultimate, which is a terrible show. No one should ever watch it. <laughs> absolutely bad. I'm kidding. It's absolutely fantastic. 
It, I have one complaint with it, but I'll get to that. Um, it's, a, it's the story of a, vampire hunt, of a vampire hunter family, the Helsing family. You may have heard of Van Helsing from other stories before. Um, but uh, they have the vampire Alucard as, as one of their tools to fight other vampires. He fights, uh, kills vampires. The Catholic Church gets upset about that because he's also pretty evil. And so he meets Father Alexander Anderson, who is an Irish weapon of war. Who is also evil. Who is also very evil, but like a servant of God still, in his <laughs> eyes at least. But he, he's like, he, he, he's, his kind of devotion to God is, I will burn down all the heretics kind of evil. When you first meet him, literally they're talking about the vampires killing people. And he's like, eh, it's just a bunch of Protestants dying. It's not really an issue. <laughs> and I just, he's so fun and strong and zealous in all the wrong ways. <laughs> um, and then Nazis come back. This is like set in like year 2000-ish. Um, and the Nazis show up and they're all vampires and they're trying to take over the world again. And It's dark and fun a lot of violence Aww. my major complaint with Helsing and I think it's a product of just the era of anime that it was animated in mm -hmm. uh, but it goes into these light-hearted goofy hijinks scenes yeah <laughs> and it's done in the style that other animation of its time like you know Bleach and other things in the 2000s era would do. Getting this really cartoony, cutesy style for comedy stuff. And, like, stories need some level of brevity. But, like, the difference in style between the rest... Of, the style and tone of the rest of the show and these really goofy, flat, you know, hijinks don't work together at all it feels so jarring every time it's like a slap in the face it's like, like a slap in the I, I cringe every time like i see those scenes exactly i mean the same way in other shows it's fine and even funny you know but in helsing it, it's just cringy it hurts it doesn't match the tone of anything right and i think that's kind of just a product of the era th that it was made in mm -hmm. because in that time everything was made like that where they go into these weird 2D hijinks modes, you know. Right. And I think it would be better without them. Yeah. I think I think some of the lighthearted stuff they were trying to express could have been portrayed better. Other than that, it's fantastic. Sir. Any other things you're watching? No, I just watched like seven episodes of that, and they're like an hour each. Yeah, so, so that's they're, quite a bit. They're pretty long. They're, they're long episodes. They're half. They're like half movies each Didn't one. Didn't you guys them. start like? I remember like it was. I was. I think I was working in the other room. You guys started in the morning. I mean, it was probably. Like yeah, it was mid afternoon. Oh. Yeah. We watched like two, three episodes. Three episodes. So it's like three okay. hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're you, long episodes. Yeah. If you want to watch some more after this? Uh, <laughs> maybe. I'm not sure figure that out mm. but uh, yeah it's overall fantastic i wish they could just cut out that one little thing they do it's annoying actually now that i think about it, like every time it happened to be on screen it was like there's something about this that is just not meshing yeah. and it's just that complete tonal dissonance yeah it's like it's ignoring what the rest of the show is like you'll get people just being 
brutally murdered in one scene, and then you get this comedy segment for two minutes in one hour-long episode, and it just doesn't help. I don't like it, yeah. <sighs> All right, Bowen, what have you been watching? Well... time mostly? No, no, we haven't, no. Um, so... I've been watching Full Metal Panic. So hentai. No. Close. Um, Close. Full Metal Panic is this mecha anime, action anime, where this guy uh, called Sosuke is trying to protect this one girl who is a whispered one, which means they have access to um, very deep information that they have had since birth for some reason. The show doesn't want to go explain this, but apparently they have these things, and they can save people with it. Um, and it's just their exploits going through it. I finished the first season, and I was not impressed. And that's, as a person that enjoys a mecha anime every once in a while, I heard this is one of the best ones, which is really sad, because <laughs> this is not... Um, very like the first season wasn't very good um like air all the animation was really really stiff which is indicative uh, it came out in 2002 mm -hmm. which is just the most awkward period that's weird no what, one usually likes things that are stiff wow wow and it, it's it's the part it, wow wow that's, anyway anyway um I can't go an episode without mentioning his fragile heterosexuality. Dude, we've, I think this is the fourth or fifth time we have this episode, though. So I'm just saying. I'm trying to justify it. <laughs> and I'm too sick to realize when you keep doing that. Anyway, um, you go and, like, the first couple episodes, like, I say the first 12 were really good. And then everything else after that kind of sucked. And it was just boring and kind of a slog. They stretched out about three episodes worth of material over the course of 12 more episodes. It was just annoying. And I, I was ready to give up. And then I started watching Full Metal Pack from Ofu, which is done by Kyo Animation. Oh boy, is that way better. Like, every... Like, they would have these high school hijinks within Full Metal Panic, and Fumofu is just like, what if we just focus on that and forget all the military stuff and just be a rom-com? That's actually good. Because the characters themselves are pretty cool. And it works. And it's fantastic. And it's everything that I had problems with, from the pacing to the quality of everything done to even the writing... Is just way better in Vermofu than it is in uh, the first season. And then I, I just, to make sure that this wasn't a fluke, you know, that it just didn't instantly get good and then it's going to turn to crap again, I watched the first episode of The Second Raid, uh, which is the second season to Full Metal Pack, and it's just significantly better on all fronts. Like... It's still got that weird, you know, 2000 computer animation interjection, which just looks awful. It looked awful in the first first one, too. 
but it still got way better writing, way better action. Everything about it just improved dramatically. I was like, okay, I can finish this. Um, that's mainly what I've been watching. Oh, I fi Great Pretender. The last nine episodes came out. It was awesome. Uh, not to spoil anything, but li when literally everybody's like, oh, everything has led up to this, you know, in a show. Literally everything has led up to this tire heist. And it's awesome to watch it go down. Um, a lot of shocks and reveals and how things actually are within the entire series get revealed and it's just really good. Um, and then I started trying to watch The Order. Is The Order a Rabbit? It's bizarre. Um, it, it's, it's basically about this cafe and some pseudo-Japanese European-ish town. Like, this place is bizarre. Like, everybody speaks Japanese. There's no dub for this, so you can't even justify, oh, it's in a different place. And, like, a lot of Japanese culture is in this place. So it's just hard to justify it as being in Europe. Um, and basically it's about these girls that are workers at a cafe. Not a maid cafe, but a cafe where they serve coffee. And a bunch of their names are like pseudonyms for different types of coffee and whatnot. Um, and it's cute. You know, it's just... It's just pure moe. There's really not a story. Sort of a story, but, like, it's not important. But it's, like, I was just putting it on the background just to hear, you know, cute moe noises because I was just bored. I was trying to focus on other things. And every time I'd look up the screen and start reading the dialogue, I would just be, it would be bizarre. Like, they would say something, I was like, that sounds weird. <laughs> and it's not even, like, Lucky Star where it's going out of its way to be weird. It's just bizarre how they do things. Uh, so, it, it's good. Like, the animation's good, the voice acting's good, the production's all good. But, like, it's just bizarre. Uh, I'll probably actually sit down and actually try to watch it one of these days. Right now, it's not high priority. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Um, Duncan, save us. <laughs> um, honestly, I really haven't watched much this week. Um, I just how the tables have turned. I mean, I I did watch stuff. I just didn't watch as much stuff this week. Listen, all of my previous watch watches like throughout the weeks have still added up to more of you <laughs> more Ooh. than what you've watched in the past few weeks. So hey, I watched seven hours of anime this last week, so fight me. <laughs> um, this week I watched uh, a few episodes of it's called um, Real Girl, and it's about. This really depressed uh, o otaku um, in Japan who has one friend 
and he is bullied all the time for being an otaku. And so he doesn't really trust girls because most of them call him gross or weird or whatever it is. And so all he has is this one friend who is uh, basically really openly otaku. He wears like a little bunny hat and like... Uh, anyway, so they're friends and there's this one girl that um, kind of approaches him. Um, they both end up getting late to school one day and uh, basically they're forced to clean the pool together. And basically a, a bunch of hijinks occur. This girl is kind of ostracized by everyone as well, but for a different reason because she's, you know, kind of the popular like type but not the popular type where everyone likes you more like the popular type where everyone's jealous of you um and she's not very open and so not very many people really know who she is she's just kind of like everyone dislikes her so hijinks occur where i'm at currently they're now in a relationship it's just kind of depressing but like see here's the thing what I like about this show is that it's very realistic in the way that, like, relationships work. There's a lot of communication problems in this show that would actually happen in real life. Where, like, someone, two people coming from completely different, like, um, worlds almost. Like, otaku and just kind of, you know, your basic, uh, popular, um, kind of mainstream person who's just kind of ostracized because of her looks and because of the way that she is they come together and and they have these t communication problems because they have two different ideas of how relationships should work and well to be frank the otaku has no idea how relationships could should, could, should work because he's an otaku which is obviously their saving grace because he's constantly trying to communicate with her even though he sucks at it and she's just kind of like wants to be better but like doesn't know how to try to be better sort of because no one's ever tried with her so it's an interesting uh interesting show like it a lot uh haven't finished it there's a lot of shows that i have to keep up catch up with i've got a there's an episode of moriarty i'm gonna watch after this i will get back to you probably next time with maybe two episodes worth and then i don't think i watched elena this week either no i didn't so i'll watch that as well we have been keeping up to date on Tonko Kwai. That's true. Slime me to the moon. Slime me to the moon. Um, Latest episode. Was wholesome. It's very good. Yeah, it was good. They uh, their house, their apartment burned down, so now they're dealing with that. They're living with their friends who work at the bathhouse for the time being, while they work at a place. Yeah. His childhood friend who has a crush on him found out and oh, finally found out that he's married it's really funny because like their mom walked in talking about sukasa mentioning the word wife and they're like what do you mean wife i thought they were a sister and, it, and then it was preceded preceded with lots of hints lots of hints, lots of hints that he was married to this woman and and, and then she just watched she's like it's like oh it's his it, that's his wife she's yeah like what? So, like, the sister of the best friend is just sitting there like, she's going to get it. She's going to get it. Does not get it. get it. Does not get it. Does over not. and over and over. And then the mom walks in and, and she just blatantly says, oh, and his wife. And she's like. And then she's like, I didn't know they were married. And the mom's like, how did you, how did you not know they were married? Don't you have a crush on him? Shouldn't you be aware of this? And she's like, don't say such a thing as 
Meanwhile, uh, our protagonist and the uh, per and the perverted sister are just standing there like, uh... Well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah, so... Apparently, uh, this, this mother, we get to add to the list of characters in the show who have zero boundaries, uh, joining the ranks of the green-haired maid of little sister. Yeah. No boundary, people. No boundary. I'm sure there will be more. And then uh, they went clothing shopping for her. You mm -hmm. know? It was awkward. It was awkward when they went to the underwear section, and he's like, you know, is it illegal for me to be <laughs> it here? Sh it should be illegal for me to be here. Just like, it's fine. Just, you know, you're with me. Act like your boyfriend with your girlfriend, you know, your husband with your wife yeah. kind of thing. Because you are. Because you are. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and at the very end, we have a very uh, lewd request from him where... Where he said they they got some new underwear for her and they're walking. He's like, "Can I, uh, can I, can I, can I see you in your underwear sometime?" In your cute underwear, yeah. Cute underwear. She's like, "As she much as you want." She blushes hard. She's <laughs> like, yes. "I guess." <laughs> so, uh, we're getting saucy, <laughs> getting heated. Uh, but They've like, it was lewd, but at the same time, still wholesome. wholesome. So. Yeah, I'd, they've been married for like I don't know a week, two weeks at this point, you know. And finally, we might get some some underwear viewing <laughs> between the two of them. I'm just saying, they're, they're progress. They are they are progressing. They're progressing, you know. This is true. I'm just waiting for this to actually just become a full blown hentai. It's not. Uh, it's no. not. It's too wholesome for that. <laughs> It'll be wholesome hentai. <laughs> Between two consenting adults who love each other very much. <laughs> this is just one long build-up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the uh, ultimate surprise, wouldn't it? That would be a twist. <laughs> yeah. It would be so sad. It would be so sad. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's what we've been watching, everybody. Yep, um, that's all the time we, we have for today. Yeah, yeah. We, this is a longer episode, and we appreciate everyone who stuck around. Um, you know, keep watching anime. Um, keep being degenerate. We all love you. Be good guys. Uh, we'll see you next time, and hopefully I'll be better.